Hello, hello, and welcome to Self-Care is Sexy. My name is Chris, and I'll be your host. We're a podcast that's here to generate and share self-care ideas with each other. Last episode was about the difference between self-care and self-control, and we talked about how we can manage ourselves in a loving way and still get shit done. If you missed out on that show, you can always find us pretty much anywhere. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Podnation, Spreaker, Stitcher, and even at our website, www.selfcareissexy.com. I want to give you a quick preview of what to expect from today's show. Today, I'm actually pretty excited about this episode. I know I say that a lot, but I'm really, really excited. I actually wish that I could have done this one like way back in the beginning. Like a lot of people ask me like, ooh, which episode should I start with? Like if they're new to the podcast or they find out about the show and they ask me like which ones I like the best. And I usually say if it's an interview wise, it's the Manisode with Glenn. I absolutely love that episode. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, it's episode 75, way back in the Take Me Back machine. You can find that episode. But today I really want to go over the subtle things that you might be doing that are actually not only preventing you from getting self-care, but bringing your intentional self-worth down. We're also going to talk about how to avoid these kinds of patterns, as well as some self-care that you can do to help you heal from this if this is something that you find yourself falling into. But first, a few quick housekeeping notes. All right, so it's true. If you're if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Chris. I'm your host. I've been doing the podcast for a few years now. I interview people about self-care. I ask them what they're doing, how it's working for them, what happens when they don't get the self-care they need, and then we just generally talk about life and sort of barriers that present themselves when it comes to getting the self-care that we all know we absolutely need. However you found this podcast, you're tuning in because you know that self-care is good for you. You know that it's going to help you have a more fulfilled life. You know that taking care of yourself first makes you the best asset to all of the people around you. And you know that self-care is sexy. So you're here, you're tuned in, and you're ready to go. Well, what if you know all that, but you've got these pretty like low-key habits that you might not even really be aware that you're doing that are actually killing your chances of getting any kind of meaningful self-care. And if self-care is not really natural to you, if you find it really super hard to, to make yourself the priority, or if you feel like you're just like a natural caretaker, but that you, you know that you're disconnected from yourself, it might be these little things that you're not really noticing that are affecting the likelihood of whether or not you're going to actually get some self-care or not. And let's face it, if you're listening to the podcast, you're just really not that stellar at taking great care of yourself. While there are these things on my list that I'm about to go over might not really apply to you, right? Like, Or you might think to yourself, like, this isn't something that I particularly do. Well, that doesn't really matter because I want you to be a thinking about some of the ways that you are currently telling yourself that you're not good enough for self-care or that you really don't deserve your own time and energy. I want you to think about the ways that you're actually treating yourself, like on the subconscious level, from the way that you talk to yourself to the way that you plan your days. Just start thinking about 
why it is you're having a difficult time making self-care any kind of a priority, why it's not really that top of your list or why your mental health isn't really something that you're, you know, checking in on constantly. So if these things don't apply to you and you say, you know, Chris, I'm not doing that. This thing doesn't matter. I just want you to be in the mindset of there are there are things that you're doing and there are ways that you're behaving that are going to directly affect whether or not you're actually going to get the self-care that you need. And in order to really figure out what's preventing you, what are those barriers, you got to look a little deeper sometimes, figure them out, say, hello, I see you, and then recognize when they're happening so that you can just redirect your habit brain to remembering like, oh yeah, I am the kind of person that takes care of myself. I am the kind of person that makes self-care the priority. I am the kind of person that says, hey, you know what? I'm worth it, so I'm going to do what I want to do with my time today. All right, so the 10 things that you're probably doing that's killing your chances of getting self-care. Number one is that you're rushing around. Now, I've had a couple of different episodes. One's called Hit by the, the Busy Bus. There's a couple other episodes that I've done where I talk about being busy and always being in a hurry as a way to mask something else. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not your therapist, and I'm certainly not your mama. So I'm not going to get into that with you, but I want you to start thinking about that because if rushing and being busy and constantly having something to do is preventing you from looking at something that's going on in your life, maybe that's something you're not looking at is taking care of yourself. So here's the thing. If you're a busy person and you tell me, look, Chris, I don't have time for self-care. I'm too busy to stop what I'm doing and take care of myself. Well, (laughs) the inevitability is that you're going to crash. You're going to hit a wall. Something's going to happen. Because if you don't take the time, if you don't slow your pace, if you don't make your life sustainably manageable, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to have a major crash. Something's going to fall through. Or the smallest, most insignificant little challenge is going to come up and it's going to rock your world to the core. Now, if that does not sound like a fun cleanup job to you, my suggestion is that you take it down a notch. Think of at least one or two things in your daily schedule that you can cut out so that you can replace it with some self-care. And if you're constantly busy, self-care for you is going to really look like being quiet, being in nature, taking time to make time last longer by reading right? Not by watching TV or endlessly scrolling the Facebook or being distracted by somebody else's issues. Self-care for someone who's busy is going to look like sitting your ass down and slowing down. Number two is worrying. If you tell me you can't get any self-care in because you've got so much going on, you're worried about so many things. I'm going to tell you in general, worry is killing your chances of self-care. Because if you're constantly thinking about what could go wrong, how to prevent what could go wrong, what other people are thinking about you, or worrying about what you're not doing or what you're doing and how that might be affecting other people, when you get into that spiral of suck where you're constantly worrying 
and pre-planning future disasters, you're definitely not going to have time for self-care. And you're certainly not going to be in the mindset where you deserve and feel like you deserve your own time and effort because your time and effort is constantly in the worry bucket of what could go wrong next. And that is a huge problem. So if you're a chronic worrier, if you're someone who cannot get out of your own head with the disastering, the disaster planning, the catastrophizing, the what's going to go wrong, what shoe will drop next, if that's you, self-care for you is going to be like taking those worries out of your head and putting them somewhere else, either through journaling or meditation or traditional talk therapy or just straight up letting it go. Because how many times and how much energy have you spent on worrying about things that never happen? This is a huge problem for a lot of us, especially if you're easily overstimulated. If you're constantly worrying, your self-care is going to look like getting into a place where you can put those worries down. Maybe implore some help. If there's something you're really concerned about, finances, relationships, friends, your job, find somebody who can help you with those things so you can set that worry down and use the additional headspace and time to take care of yourself and heal from all that damage done by worrying about shit that ain't ever going to happen anyways. Number three. Now, I'm going to say this one, and a lot of people's eyes are going to roll. I can already feel it, but just follow me. Eating foods that you don't like. Super subtle, way under the radar, but it is killing your chances of actually getting self-care. And here's why. If you're eating food that you don't like just because you're finishing up the leftovers or you're eating something because your mom made it and she's like going to be super disappointed if you don't just try a bite because it's your favorite and she knows you've been worrying all day so she made it for you and why aren't you eating it? I thought you were upset, you know, that kind of thing. Or if you're agreeing to eat when you're not hungry. So the, the overall theme with this one is that if you are physically putting food into your body, and that goes with alcohol or anything else, and you're not doing it from a place of loving kindness, or at least with a monicum of on purpose, then you're killing your chances of really taking care of yourself. Your mind is telling your body, shut up, take what I'm giving you, and don't worry about it. And that is directly teaching your brain, you don't give a shit about yourself. Not enough to stop eating when you're not hungry or when you don't want to or you're eating things that you don't want to. You know, it's a trauma response to eat food out of obligation or because you're feeling like, oh my gosh, if I don't, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. Well, the truth is, is when you do those kinds of actions and really in general, when you're trying to people please and you're trying to do things you don't want to do because you don't want someone else to be upset with you, well, now you're really teaching yourself two really bad habits. One, you're not worth taking the time to do what you want to do, whether it's feed your body or do a certain thing that you want to do. And two, you're teaching yourself that it's easier to just manipulate people by your behavior than it is to just stand up for yourself and say, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want to do that. 
No, I don't want that broccoli. No, I don't want to go to your bar bar mitzvah. No, I don't want an extra file on my desk because you've got something you need to do and this needs to get done. Right? This goes back to boundary setting, but it's more important because we're talking specifically about the things that are subtly killing your self-care. And when you're constantly feeding yourself, whether it's food, drugs, alcohol, stimulants, people, situations, when you're constantly feeding yourself shit you don't want, you are killing yourself and you're not allowing the self-care. You're literally doing the damage that we're trying to undo with self-care. Number four, this kind of ties into that. If you're listening to someone who's bitching and complaining, when you've given them solutions or you've tried to help them or just basically giving people your energy and giving it away to people who don't deserve it, and then you're sitting around wondering like why you're so tired all the time or why you don't have time for self-care. When you're doing this habit, when and, and it's so subtle, we all do it, right? You got that friend, we all got that friend, that every time they talk to you, two seconds, three seconds into the conversation, how are you? And then they unload with all the same problems you just heard from them last month when you talked to them, right? They've got the same relationship problems. They've got the same financial problems. They've got the same dead-end job. You know, there's all these different things that they keep complaining about. And every time, every time you give them your ear, you give them your energy and you try to help them through that. You're training yourself that you deserve to be the waste bucket for this person's garbage. You have determined that you are the, quote, safe place, right, for this person. You're giving them space. Great. That's fabulous. Do it a couple times. Ask them if they want your advice. If you give them your advice, they don't take it. They don't make any changes and you're hearing the same shit over and over when you subject yourself to that, you are diminishing the chances that you're actually going to take time for yourself because you're allowing other people to take that energy from you. So the chances of there being anything left over after that conversation that's going to make you consciously be like, woo, that was a toughie. I think I'm going to go take a bath or I'm going to go paint my nails or I'm going to fucking just sit and stare out into space or like do some sort of clearing, healing, staging meditation of some kind. You're not going to conscientiously think of those things because you're going to be too drained. And especially if it's a repetitive pattern. So just stop it. If you got a toxic friend in your life that's just unloading their garbage week after week after week, just tell them, hey, I've given you options. I've told you what I think you should do. Move it along, sister. This is not the dumpster. You don't get to just unload your crap here. If you want to have an open friendship with me where we discuss together mutually about solutions and problems that we're experiencing and move on to other things, sign me up. I'm all for that. Anything else is killing your chances that you're going to actually do any self-care. Number five is doing all the chores. All right. Now, this is a daily thing. And I want you to really think about this. This habit is killing your chances of self-care. Right. If you're the kind of person that you do all the chores every day because you're like, well, if I don't do them, they won't get done. OK. And that's your that's your justification. I got to take out the garbage because if I don't, we're going to be living in a garbage heap. I've got to take out the recycling because if we don't, there's going to be plastic bottles on every surface of this house. Well, that justification, my friends, is killing your chances at self-care. And if you tell yourself, I'm the only one who can do it, or I like the way that I do it, 
right? If your husband can't load the dishwasher right because he shoves everything in there, the pans, the glasses, shit stacked on top of it so it's not actually getting the, like, water up inside it to clean it out, and you say to yourself, well, psh, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to just do it myself, right? You're setting yourself up for failure with that habit, and more likely than not, are not going to get any kind of self-care as a result. And here's the thing. If you're doing chores to feel like a good girl, like you've done what you're supposed to, like you're helping out the family, all that kind of stuff, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself and you're telling yourself that you, Cinderella, have to do it all and that nobody else can do it. And that is causing you to not take care of yourself. Look, let the dishes pile up. Shoot, let the trash flow over. Somebody eventually in your house is going to get sick of it and they're going to take care of it. But if you have constantly been the person to handle all the chores, well then my friends, it's time for you to go on strike like you should. Say, time out. I'm not here for that anymore. I'm going to take an hour to myself to read, to go for a walk, to do some hula hooping, go roller skating, plan an afternoon to myself, go to the bookstore and tootle around for a while, or just sit and stare off into space, right? There's a theme going on with today's show, and it's it's clearly Chris just needs to stare off into space. That's the self-care that I need today, right? All right, so number six, another thing you're doing to diminish your chances of getting self-care is, is guilt. You're letting guilt run the show. And you've got to stop allowing your guilt to prevent you from getting self-care, right? If you're feeling guilty that you're not a good enough mom, if you're feeling guilty that you didn't get enough done at work, if you're feeling guilty that the dog, like poor little Fido hasn't had a walk in weeks, whatever it is, when you resort to guilt, I guarantee you that means you're not getting any kind of self-care because you're literally telling yourself, I didn't do something right, so I don't deserve and that is horseshit. The truth is, my friends, I want you to hear me when I say this. You deserve self-care every day, no matter how much you do or don't do. This is a firm belief of the show, of everybody who's a part of the show, and of me especially, right? You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a good girl. You don't have to do anything to deserve self-care. You don't have to have gotten all the chores done. You don't have to have helped all little Junior with his homework. You don't have to have walked Fido, done all the laundry, cooked a Martha Stewart miracle, and then you get some self-care. But that is the current mentality of most of our listeners. And I'm going to break through this microphone, bust through your earbud, and shake you by the collar and tell you no more. That is not, we are not that way anymore. We are all going to start operating from the place of, I get time for me. I get to do what I want to do. I am the priority in my life just because I'm here. Just because I exist. Just because I'm alive and I'm standing on the planet. I deserve self-care. Because you do. You deserve your time, your energy, your love. You deserve it no matter what. Number seven, you're agreeing to social events when you don't want to do it. So again, this kind of is tying into today's theme. If you're the kind of person that overbooks yourself with all the social things because you don't want to miss out, and so-and-so went to your birthday party last year, or so-and-so, you know, came to the 
bar mitzvah that, you know, your cousin's bar mitzvah, so now you've got to go to theirs, that kind of thing. If you're the kind of person that's just blanket agreeing to social activities because you think you gotta, you're less likely to actually get self-care because one, you're demonstrating you can't set a boundary. Two, you're demonstrating that you think those people deserve more of your time and energy than you do. And three, most importantly, you're teaching yourself that doesn't matter if I don't want to. We're doing it anyway because I'm supposed to, because I should, because there's some kind of justification or reason as to why I need to do a thing I don't want to do to make me look better, right? And if that is the motivation, I'll tell you right now, you're not getting any self-care done. You're absolutely not, you're not connected to yourself because if you were, you would never allow that for yourself. When someone calls you up and says, hey, you want to go out Friday night? And it's Thursday and you're tired and you've had a really long week and the idea of being around other human beings turns you the fuck off and you just want to crawl under the covers and stare into the blank space as clearly I need to. The answer is no. I don't want to go out Friday night. And the better you get at saying that and the better you get at just doing what's best for you regardless of whose feelings you're going to hurt along the way – the better you're going to be at saying yes to the things you really want to do. I've talked about that in an entire episode about being able to be available to say hell yes when you want to do something versus, okay, I guess I'll go. And then really wishing you hadn't because now you're way more tired than you were when you started. You're probably less some cash, whatever the thing is that you went out and did. And now your friend thinks you're just always available. Right. And it's probably the same friend that calls and bitches and complains about the same shit every month. So, you know, look at your life. Look at your choices. (laughs) Number eight, you're diminishing your good qualities. All right. I cannot tell you like my friends. Let me just be 100 percent transparent. This is something that has taken me years, years of my life to undo. And that is that whole thing that a lot of us do where you follow up a compliment with like, yeah, but, or something like, well, I didn't do really anything that special, right? When you diminish your accomplishments or the compliments that you're getting, or you diminish the good things about you, like you're literally putting down yourself at the end of somebody putting you up or even worser, You're incapable of tooting your own horn because you don't want to seem boastful or egotistical or something like that. Like, okay, let's just get to the point, right? The more you do that, one, it looks like fake humility. Most people are, they're okay with a certain level of like, yeah, I'm the shit. I'm awesome. I'm really good at podcasting or I'm really good at, you know, roller skating or whatever it is. Most people have a pretty even keel where they don't go too far into ego land where they I am the best podcaster that ever lived and everyone else is shit in comparison. Like, no, that is not where most of us live. There, Believe me, those people exist. Yes, yes, we've all, we've all had to endure them. But that is not where most of us live. And certainly not those of us listening to this show called Self-Care is Sexy. If you're listening to this show... You're more likely than not, you're not an egomaniac. You're not the kind of person that's like, you know, a narcissist who just is self-centered and they only care about themselves. 
you're probably a really decent person who has a hard time admitting that they are. And that is killing your chances of self-care. Because you have to admit and agree to the fact that you're a good fucking person. You just got to admit to it. I know it's a little uncomfortable, but I promise you this is going to change your life. If you can get past the uncomfortability of saying, you know what, I am good at this. I am a nice person. I, I did that thing and I did really well. And it's okay. And thank you. Like if you're not able to, you know, agree with it when someone pays you that kind of compliment, fine. But just fake it and don't follow it up with the, well, yeah, but, and the diminishing talk that happens thereafter. Just say thank you and move about your day. Number nine, another way, a subtle way that you're killing your chances at self-care is that you're lying to yourself. You lying to yourself that you're gonna make time for yourself and then you just don't. Now, this is huge. This is for my people out there who have been listening to the show for a while. All right. And and you you kind of get the idea. You understand that self-care is sexy. You understand it's a priority. You're maybe taking some of these ideas that I'm throwing out and you're like, yeah, you're shaking your head. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally got you, Chris. I do that. I shouldn't do that. Right? Like you're with me. You're on the bus. You're like, yes, I'm here. I'm going for it. But even if you intellectually believe everything I'm saying about how important it is to get self-care and how important it is to make you the priority and how being a good person has a lot to do with how well you take care of yourself. If you're like, yes, I totally get that. You're killing your chances of actually getting self-care when you lie to yourself and say that you're gonna and you don't. This is so important. Your habit brain doesn't care if like eventually, someday, maybe you're going to get some self-care in. Your habit brain and your daily life doesn't care that six months ago you took five minute, a five-minute extra break and went for a walk, right? Your habit brain cares about what you did in the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And if you're not doing something on a daily basis that is self-care oriented, you are robbing your chances of flipping the switch of that habit brain and undoing all the lying that you've been doing to yourself. Because when you sit there and say, yeah, you know what? I need self-care. I haven't been taking care of myself. I've been people-pleasing for years. I've been doing everything everyone wants me to do, and I don't have a fucking moment to myself. Sign me up, Chris. How do I fix that? And my response is, stop lying to yourself. If you're not going to give yourself any self-care today, don't say that you are. But what you could do to really reverse those effects like as fast as possible is stop this recording right now and make a fucking plan and do some self-care. I don't care if you don't know what to do. I've mentioned about 50 different options today, uh, number one of which being staring off into space, (laughs) which is just ironic that that's like the thing I keep using as an example. Like clearly I just need to, you know, do that brain dump thing, maybe go on a float tank or something. But this is really important to identify for yourself. For realsies, I'm I'm talking to you because I know, I know like I know like I know this stuff because I've been experiencing it for years on accident because of this podcast and this project that landed in my lap and now has become a passion. 
So I'm trying to speak to you from that place to tell you, just stop lying to yourself. If you're not going to do self-care, don't tell yourself you are. But if you are, commit to it and make it a non-negotiable. Mama needs two hours to herself tomorrow, no matter what. Kid breaks and falls his leg, call auntie, have her take him to the ER. Like, I'm serious. You think I'm joking? I'm not. If you are at a chronic level of not taking care of yourself, no emergency in your life is more important than taking care of you. Because if you don't, you're going to be unavailable to take care of anyone else. Because you're going to be burned out. Because you're going to have a mental health crisis. Because you're going to be in a place where you can't manage it. So how's about we just do a little preemptive work so that you don't get to that place where you have a crisis and it, and it can't be managed. If you tell yourself, I'm going to do some self-care. Chris fired me up. She got me motivated. I'm going to do it. All right. Put it on the calendar and commit to it and do it. But don't say you're going to if you're not. Last but not least, on my 10 ways that you're subtly killing your chances of getting self-care is you're setting daily unrealistic expectations, all right? Now, this is for my chronic perfectionists. This is for my hardcore workers out there. These are for my my 9 to 5 ladies that are busting balls all day long. You are setting unrealistic expectations of what you can get done in a 24-hour period. Knock it off. All right. If you're working at a breakneck pace, if you are working like there's a gun to the back of your head and you have to get all of this shit done and you need to go, 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 red team, go, you are not helping yourself and you are certainly not getting any self-care. You are manufacturing pressure. And this is the quickest way to burn out, have a crisis, melt down, have shit hit the fan and not be able to take care of it. So if you are setting daily expectations for yourself that are impossible to reach, that are unrealistic, that are, that are so astronomically long, nobody with 10 arms could get it all done, then you are really in the red zone. You're in the danger zone, and I'm here to shake you up. I'm crawling through that microphone and through those earbuds and shaking you by the collar and telling you to snap out of it. Knock it off. Because what you're doing is you're having to accomplish way too much before you can take care of yourself. You're chronically telling yourself, okay, when I get this, 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 and this done, then I'll take care of myself. Or you're telling yourself, okay, I just need to do 800 things today perfectly, and then I'll do my self-care. Or then I'll have time for the things that really bring me joy and recharge me. And then wonder why you're exhausted every single day. Not to mention, when you are busting your ass and you've got the gas pedal to the floor in your productivity at work or whatever it is you're doing, you are setting that unrealistic expectation to everyone around you. This is not sustainable. And going at a pace that's not healthy for you is going to cause some serious issues. You're going to have to just be okay with a little mediocrity. You're going to have to just resolve inside yourself that it doesn't all have to get done. And you're just going to have to find a pace at which you can accomplish what you need to and also keep your head about you 
so that you can take care of yourself. If you're like me and you've got a really demanding job and lots of other priorities going on, the best way to do this is the ABC method. I'm going to have an entire show on this coming up, but the real quick cliff notes, or as we like to call them here at Self Care is Sexy, the Chris notes, is that you're going to basically categorize what you need to get done into ABC. A is your 100% effort deserves your attention, your quality. You need to get that done, non-negotiable. B is like, what can you do that's, you know, I mean, these are the things that, like, they need to get done. They're a priority. You want to put a little bit of effort into them, but you don't want to go overboard. And if they get done, great. And then the C category is the shit that you're going to do the bare minimum to get it done. And if it doesn't get done, it's a okay. So for me in my life, just to give you a tangible example, the working on the really difficult legal contracts first thing in the morning, that's the A-level work. Getting the podcast recorded, that, honest to God, is the B-level work. And the C-level work is the laundry, the dishes, and the dogs, right? These things are important to me. Don't get me wrong. I love my dogs. I love having clean clothes and the option to choose a bunch of stuff to, to, to wear when I want to. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes down to what can I realistically get done in a day, we got to categorize this shit or you're going to be running in circles, trying to do everything perfectly, and then wonder why the fuck you never get self-care. And then wonder why you're burning out and you're screaming and you're having crises and shit is just not working. Or you're wondering why you get to that point in your life where you just feel like, I don't have any control. Somebody else is driving this bus and I want off. And if that's you, my friends, go back and re-listen to this episode. There's a bunch of tips on how to prevent this from happening. But real quick, just to recap before I let you go, that 10 list was one, stop rushing yourself. Two, stop worrying Three, stop eating food you don't want to. Four, stop listening to your toxic friend's bullshit all the time. Five, stop doing all the fucking chores. Six, stop letting guilt run the show. Seven, stop agreeing to social stuff you don't want to do. Eight, stop diminishing your great qualities. Nine, stop lying to yourself. And ten, stop setting unrealistic expectations. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to go stare off into space for a little while and check out. That's it for this week. If you have a story you'd like to share, you want to be on the show, please email me. It's Chris, K-R-I-S, at selfcareissexy.com. Okay, we got some really great content coming your way, so stay tuned. And remember that self-care is sexy. We're giving you permission to put yourself first. <laughs>